The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memories of death manager Eric Grief and metal journalist Malcolm Dome. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? 
welcome to a, well, a Halloween post-game show episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 677, and I'm Snowy White. And I'm Aaron. Dear listeners, today is the start of Dio de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. We celebrate today and tomorrow. Coincidentally, it seems to coincide with the Catholic holidays of All Saints Day and All Souls Day. And I'm always fascinated by these holidays because it's like pagans had the right holidays, but the Christians had the better marketing to take it over. Right? <laughs> that's a good way of looking at it. You know, and yeah. that, that's kind of what happens with those here. But so, however you celebrate, you should be celebrating by staying up all night drinking True Cult Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe. You're going to get great coffee. You're going to get great music. It's great metal coffee by metal people for metal people. And I mean, really, it's for everybody. You know, it's not like True Call Coffee is ever going to discriminate. You know, give it to your grandma. (laughs) Give it to your neighbor in their little polo shirt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're they're not gatekeepers. You don't have to answer a trivia question in order for them to you know wait i don't know maybe they should who knows but hey no you know what they sell great (laughs) coffee and i mean quite honestly the artwork's going to scare most people away because you know people are going to look at that artwork and be like oh there's no way this tastes good and we're all like oh it's gonna taste fucking awesome Mm -hmm. so yeah um True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's happening, Snowman? Right on, right on. Well, myself, I do have a steaming hot cup going on in my Ghostbusters mug. I think it's kind of apropos just for what I'm going to be getting into, which is, well, before we get to our True Cavalt Coffee mandatory metal segment, we do have a bit of radioactive metal housekeeping to take care of um first and foremost i want to say hello and horns up to mr isaac buell now who mr isaac buell is as you'll recall aaron at the beginning of the year when neil when um when neil pert passed away from rush yeah we had my old buddy of many, many years, Mark Buell, on the show, who was just an absolutely huge Rush fan. Oh, yeah. Well, his son is Isaac. Is Isaac Buell. He was the young gentleman that, for his school project, he had to do a, do a, his own podcast episode. That's right. And he kind of tapped me to act as a subject and all that. Well... Mr. Buell, happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, know, thank you so much for being such a big part of the year here on Radioactive Metal. We also want to say a um, couple other interesting birthdays today as well. Um, Venom's Black Metal was released today in 1982, I want to say. You know what? I don't understand because I didn't discover the first two Venom records until after a couple years. They were originally released on Neat Records because it took a while before Banzai Records up here in Canada kind of uh, 
got a hold of them and released them domestically. Venom's Black Metal is definitely one of the most influential albums in the extreme metal scene. I mean, that's pretty much where the phrase black metal was coined. Yeah. And all that. And it's just all became the blueprint. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's just one of my all time favorite albums as well. I remember just playing it over and over again. Just all like all the first four Venom albums, you know, were just all time favorites of mine all, all throughout the 80s. So that's pretty cool. And today in 1938, Orson Welles scared the hell out of the nation with his radio adaptation of War of the World. Man, that was so good. That was today. Yes, that was today in 1938. That came came across my desk and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually have that radio broadcast on vinyl, you may recall, earlier this year in one of my metal fixes, finding finding that and it's like oh dude i gotta crank that tonight because as we speak okay it is november 1st it's the day after halloween and we're just not ready to um to give up halloween we're still kind of in the halloween spirit around here and i think that's that's very apropos if you're still you know you know, if you're still knee-deep knee in the Halloween spirit and you want something to continue, I would suggest going to RadioactiveMetal.org a couple episodes ago now, where myself and Mr. Matt Copper, my co-host at Wrestling Night in Canada, our brother program here on the Shining Wizards Network, we sat down and we did a watch-along for Return of the Living Dead, one of my all-time favorite movies. We sat down, we had some lemmies, and we just had a blast providing our own unique insight and commentary on this amazing movie. So you're going to want to go back and check that out. And speaking of movies, da-da-da-da! Your cool Uncle Snowy was successful in the October horror movie challenge yesterday it it was kind of close because i had a number of other things going on which you're going to be hearing about all throughout this episode but just as i don't know i guess it was must have been last night october 31st oh it must have been about 5 30 when i sat down slapped it in the machine pressed play and started watching Ghostbusters. Thus, thus my Ghostbusters mug out here tonight to commemorate my success in the October horror movie challenge. But the problem with that is, I you know I'm I'm enjoying it, and all of a sudden, boom! All the trick or treaters start knocking on the door and all that. So I got to kind of run back and forth all throughout the evening. You know, just just to catch this amazing movie, which is still one of my all-time favorites. But it didn't last long in handing out the candies and all that. How, how many kids do you normally get? Like, so, that's a really good question. Um, it's funny because last night it didn't seem like a lot. But right. we went through probably... Now, and granted, I was, I was giving everybody two pieces of candy. 
Mm-hmm. So I would say we probably saw 200, 250 kids. Wow. Well, I don't, I don't know if I saw that many, but um, we bought this huge ass bags, a bag of bite-sized chocolate bars. Oh yeah. You know, because that's that's the shit that kids like. Don't give them like one little piece of gum or, or one of those generic suckers or whatever. Like they don't want that shit. They they want the good stuff. You know, so we we bought a big bag of that. The kids just started showing up like five at a time and all that. Like, yeah, they just went through that huge bag in maybe 45 minutes. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And that that, that, that was it. We had to we actually thought there was going to be stuff left over and we would I would take some to work or whatever, you know. But no, no, we were we were record time. How we had to shut. Trick or treating go. Sorry. How long did your trick or treating go for? Um. Well, see, this this was going to be my next point because last night was the first time that we've ever had Halloween at our house. Oh, that's because, right. Because we always went to my mom and dad's place. We we would have we would have dinner there and then we would take our daughter out and go around their neighborhood. Well, unfortunately, my mom and dad are now no longer with us and all that. So this year, you know what? This is it. This is going to be uh, this is going to be our first Halloween <laughs> and all that. It's really weird to think about it, but. Yeah, yeah. At least Halloween in our house, you know, give it, giving out candies to the kids and all that. Like I said, it went by really quick. We just had a metric shit ton of kids, all, you know, and made short, short, short work of what we had. So it was good. It's good. I think what it is is there was no sign of Halloween last year. Oh yeah. We didn't hear the kids. We didn't. There was. There's just no sign. The next day, sometimes you see pieces of kids costumes you know on the street or candy wrappers because the kids couldn't wait or something you know you just saw some sign of halloween there was none last year different story this year so yeah yeah felt really good well i'm always curious because some places like people tell me the trick-or-treating is only an hour it'll be from like six to seven or seven eight or something like crazy like that uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, and here, you know, everyone's asking, like, what time does it start? People are like, eh, 5.30-ish, maybe between 5.30 and 6. And then oh. um, I don't even know what, like, I don't think we ever have a cutoff time. Like, I, I basically wait till I'm either out of candy or, like, last night I wasn't out of candy yet, but it was it was almost there. Mm-hmm. Um but normally, like, I'll look left and right. I'm like, okay, it looks like the crowds are slowing down. So then I pack up. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't want to have, like, three pieces left and then five kids show up at once. Oh, exactly. So you give three and then the other two. Sorry, 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 kids. Like, that's... Yeah. You can't, when, you, can't, you can't do that to a kid. When my kids were younger and had no clue, like, what was going on with their candy, like, there are Halloweens where I had to go in and give out their candy. Because <laughs> we had so many people, I'm like, oh wow, there's a lot of people. Yeah, so I, I, I really enjoy Halloween here. Like, I I sit at the end of the driveway. Like, I don't even make them come to the door. Like, I sit at the end of the driveway with a bowl. 
Okay. Right on. I like to see see everything that's going on. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, if I'm not familiar with one of the costumes or whatever, I'll ask, I'll ask one of the kids, I don't know, what's your costume and all that? Their face will light up and they'll say, I'm this! And, oh, well, now I know. And, and I always have a tradition when I see an older kid... Maybe like thirteen or older, yeah. and if he doesn't. And if he doesn't have a costume, I'm gonna give him candy anyways. Like there are just some of those ratchety old bags that'll just. Now you're too old. You don't have a costume. Oh fuck that, man. Yeah, like they could be out. They could be out egging someone's house or whatever. No, they're off. You know, they're choosing childhood one at least one more year. So like, give them a goddamn piece of candy. But what I what I do is you kind of have to you kind of have to earn it if you're not going to wear a costume. I'll just say, tell me something you learned in school today. And then they kind of have this look on their face like, oh no, like what do I do? So I'll say, okay, what 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 class did you have today? And they'll go math class. Okay, what did you take in math class? Oh, we did this. Oh, did you learn it? Yeah. Okay, here you go. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of a tradition of mine. Please and... tell me you follow up with next year wear a costume. You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> no, 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 because that's part of my tradition. That's something I like doing. I like putting the kids to the test and all that. So yeah, yeah. We had we had a great time. The whole Halloween weekend was pretty spectacular. I must say, like Lee going right from doing the watch along with Matt all the way up till tonight, right now, Monday night. It's just been one after one thing after another. Go, go, go. So, yeah, yeah, that's why I've got a big cup of a true Cavalt coffee going right now. And so maybe what we should do is True Cavalt Coffee's mandatory metal segment. Here's a newer band I recently discovered, but I thought they were kind of appropriate for tonight's Halloween post-game show. From their latest record, Damn the Light, this is Possessor with Bloodsuckers.
is hiding in the basket. What's in the basket? Some of the tenants claim to have heard noises coming from this room. Like someone on a rampage. What's in the basket? You're that kid Needleman warned me about. The Bradley boy. The freak we separated. I know an awful lot of guys, Dwayne. But you're... different. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? What's in the basket? My brother. Your brother! <laughs> Open it, if you dare. Basket case.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. There's some Halloween-y type music. That is Unto Others from their latest release. Well, I believe in Halloween without In the Graveyard. And before that, one of my all-time favorite bands from one of my all-time favorite EPs. That was Death Sentence from the classic Not a Pretty Sight record with Dawn of the Dead. So, dude, what's uh, going on with you? Well, man, for starters, um, is Dio de los Muertos, and I am drinking horchata beer by Yeti Brewing Company, or Great Divide. Or maybe I think this is Great Divide, but then it's the horchata Yeti. I don't know. It's an imperial stout, and it's horchata flavored. Have you ever had horchata? No, no. Never, ever had it myself until recently. This great Italian ice place makes an horchata Italian ice. And it's like basically like rice, milk, cinnamon kind of thing. Um, like vanilla and cinnamon. It's delicious. Like absolutely delicious. And so I'm like, oh, I'll try this beer. And it's got all the, you know, Dia de los Muertos sort of colors and things on the can. So yeah, that's where we're starting here. I had something else I was going to say. No, I can't remember what the hell it was going to be. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But I did find out, because um, there's a buddy of mine that follows us on uh, Instagram. And, like, he'll like our posts and things from that. But I honestly didn't realize he listened to the show. And today I get a text from him. Hang on, let me pull this up. <clears throat> it's my buddy John oh. from college. And not, okay. not, not from Iron City Rocks. But, um... And I'm not going to use his last name because I don't know if he'd appreciate that. But right. so he's like, "Are your most recent podcast one? You're absolutely right about the '90s being cover band heyday." He's like, "Metallica sucked. Guns and Roses was MIA, and everybody wanted kiss and makeup." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He's like, "The point you miss is that cover bands are where the money was." And he was talking about. Oh no, I knew that. That was yeah. one of the problems. Well, that's what oh, I was yeah. telling him. Like, like you know, you you'd made that point. But he reminded me of this band I forgot about, right? There, we had this local band in Pittsburgh called Dancing Queen, and they were an ABBA cover band. Dude, <laughs> they were booked out for months, and they were charging big money. Uh-huh. Big no money. doubt. But then they, they had, like, another band where they are trying to get their material out, and nobody comes see them. You know? Right. So, it's, yeah, it goes back to that point. So that was, that was a fun discussion I was having with John today. That was a good time. And then, speaking of Johns, I got another John. Uh, John 5. Did you know that John 5 put a new album out this week? Well, we I did not. I did not. Yeah, man. It is badass. It's called Sinner. And it's really eclectic. I, and I think it's probably one of my favorite John 5 albums yet. Like, I... Now that I'm older, I don't do as good with guitar albums. You know, when I was younger, give me uh, Steve Ice, Flexible, and... Passion and Warfare and Joe Satriani's Surfing with the Alien and anything Ingve put out, I'm going to listen to it all day long. And nowadays, I just want great songs and, like, singers, you know? I, I don't want to hear just shredding. Like, I need really, really great songs. And I got to say, man, these are some killer songs on John Vibe's new record. Um, he does a cover of Les Paul, like, 
the Les Paul, who we have the guitar named after that, Les Paul, Les Paul, Mary Ford. Um, mm-hmm. He does cover of How High the Moon. And I know, I know Les Paul. Um, my grandfather had a Les Paul, Mary Ford CD, like and albums. Um, and so I was familiar with the music. But I, I don't know if I've ever really heard How High the Moon. And now I want to go find the original version because this kicks ass. Right, his version is just just absolutely kicks ass. He has Dave Grohl, not Dave Grohl, Dave Mustaine. Dave Grohl's coming up in my next metal fix. Dave Mustaine does um, uh, guest vocals on a song called "Que Pasa," and it's just okay. it's, it's a fun, fun, heavy, eclectic record. It's really good. Right on. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, man, John Five, he's a badass. But then my next thing here, uh, new Dave Grohl book. Oh, okay. Did you know he put out a new book? No, no. I notice he looks an awful lot like that guy from Nirvana as well. I, I have heard that. You're talking, yeah. yeah. You're talking Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, right? Yeah. Well, it's so. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, the the funny thing about Dave Grohl and like, like, like you're saying about the Foo Fighters and Nirvana and all that sort of stuff, right? So, this is what the thirtieth anniversary of Nevermind. Right. Oh, don't tell, don't tell me that, <laughs> because well, that's sure. it, well, yeah, no, for sure, for sure, because yeah, that would be around that time. But it's just it's still a new album to me. You know, it's still ballpark new, newish. I, see, I'm so glad you say that because like the Black Album doesn't feel thirty years old, even if it is thirty years old, and. Mm-hmm. Nirvana still feels like a new band. They do not feel like a 30 year old band. Like, like in oh, my mind, sure. they're 10 years tops, mm-hmm. you know, but so it started with the, the, ba- the, Nir- the Nirvana baby, you know, claiming child pornography. Right. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> and I didn't even think about it being Nevermind's 30th anniversary. And then the band's actually been doing 30th anniversary stuff. Um, Fender released a Kurt Cobain uh, signature Jag Stang again, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but like literally right when Kurt was um, when Kurt passed away, uh, it was it was kind of what happened with Dimebag and Dean, where like Dean guitars and Dime, you know, they, they had a signature guitar. He was just switching back over, and they kind of had to release it posthumously, and that's what happened with Kurt and the Jag Stang. And so it came out kind of posthumously. It did not sell a lot. And a lot of people picked them up really cheap, which honestly, I, I, I kind of like that because that's the whole reason that Kirk Cobain was playing Jaguars and Mustangs anyways, because he could get them cheap. Nobody wanted them. Like nobody uh-huh. wanted the guitars he was playing when he was playing them. And then he'd get them and customize them because it was a cheap guitar. So I love the fact that people were getting Jag Sangs cheap. But um, so now... They've re-released the Jagstang, and they're probably like a grand or whatever. But then now, Dave Grohl has this new book out. I'm like, my goodness gracious. Like, that's a ton of marketing all in a short period of time this year. Like, we have not stopped talking about Nirvana um, in one one form or another for, like, months now, <laughs> if you think about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's always something. Yeah. And between that and the Black Album, like, I'm seriously, that's probably going to be a big part of my depression. Like, 
you know, just having to relive mm-hmm. the fucking Black Album again, having to relive um, <laughs> Nevermind again. You know, hearing the little kid be like, oh, no, they show my penis. Well, yeah, you're a fucking baby, asshole. It's not like anybody wants to see it yeah. now. Is that the real problem here? Nobody wants to see your dick? You know, I'm a cranky old man tonight. It's one of those things. But anyway, hey, crank, by all means, crank, crank, crank away. Yeah. But anyway, but the whole point is Dave Grohl has a new book out and um, it's called The Storyteller. Um, and I, I found out about it by somebody else, like, like another like media content provider, we'll say that I follow about music. I'm like, oh, I'm going to okay. check this out. So I ordered it. I have it downstairs. I'm going to start reading it. So, oh, sorry, man, I didn't mean to yell. But, um, but yeah, yeah, and really, that's it. And then I can't remember if we were gonna try to talk about Bandcamp Friday because as people are listening to this, it is Bandcamp Friday. Ah, uh, no, I think we were still wrapped up in Halloween here. Well, but... I totally fell on the sword anyway. I put a to do list together and I tried to do it, but I've got one, and that would be casket robbery. Casket ah. has a new single out. It's called Bone Mother. Um, I can't remember the tie-in to, I believe it's Megan's father, the singer. Um, boy, I hope I'm getting her name right because I'm doing this all from memory. Mm-hmm. But, um, yep. you know, you can pre-order it. It's going to come out like mid-November. Um, but, you know, if you're going to pre-order it, pre-order it on Bandcamp Friday. You know, get, give all the money to the band. So it's a good time. So, Casket Robbery, they actually came through here in Charleston. I got to interview Megan live in person once. And so maybe someday they'll make it back. Although they weren't impressed when they were here, and I don't blame them. We had that conversation. <laughs> probably, you know. mm-hmm. probably not. Probably not. That's too bad. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's that, man. That's, that's my fix this week. Okay. Well, for myself, all of our regular listeners will recall last episode i had that that awesome chat with one psycho 78 they were um the misfits tribute band that we're playing you know here in winnipeg a couple days before halloween last friday oh yeah yeah this were monday the first yeah just a couple days ago friday the awesome halloween bash at, at 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 the bulldog event center which that all worked out nicely. That interview with them came out that morning. And then later on that afternoon, I'm front row center watching them do their tribute to the whole Misfits thing. Had an absolutely fantastic time. Um, as well on that same bill was um, the, lo- the local hardcore band Chernobyl Wolves were uh, doing their Ramones tribute dress they're dressing up like them and you know a nice a nice list of all of the awesome ramones tunes i took a lot of well no i I can't say awesome photos because it's just me pissing around on my on my camera phone and all that but i took a lot of really cool pictures i should get them up on the um radioactive metal facebook page and the instagram soon enough want to say hello to our former co-hostess Sky, who put put the event on and kept the beers and the shots flowing. And uh, I just had a fantastic time hanging with my buddies, Sam and Erica, who I've mentioned them many times on the show. And KK, the vocalist for Shit Happens, of course, is a really good friend of mine and a friend of the show and all that. She she came out 
because it's always a good time. It's always a good time, and we had an absolutely fantastic time uh, for some other stuff. I did, I did hit the record shops. Remember the the TV show when we were kids, Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Yeah, the original late seventies and then early into the eighties. I found a vinyl copy of the Battlestar Galactica soundtrack. No. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was only like ten bucks. It's like, holy shit, are you sure? Uh, that's all I'm paying. But I'm saying I'm feel I feel like I'm ripping you off here. No, no, go ahead. All right, all right. So I went home and I slapped that on. And of course, the second that the main theme starts. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm 10 years old again. You know, absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Um, just kicking back, listening to some other music I was enjoying, like on YouTube. Okay, they um, there's, a, there's a whole whack of, of vinyl rip videos where it's people are filming them uh, playing a vinyl record. And while the music to it is playing, it's actually a lot of fun. And I was um, I was enjoying some vinyl rips from, you know, some very appropriate Halloween music. Some of the soundtracks from House by the Cemetery, uh, Day of the Dead and Fabio Frizzi's Gates of Hell soundtrack. These are some cool movies with just some beautiful, beautiful music. And it just that's one of the things about horror films that. Yeah, okay, over the years, Dawkins' Dream Warriors and the Night of Living Dead or the Return of Living Dead soundtrack and the and Trick or Treat and then just various different songs from various different bands. Those get all the attention, but the orchestration and the instrumental music that makes up a lot of these awesome movies just gets totally underrated. And they really shouldn't. Like, if you... Excuse me, if you're... If you're a musical connoisseur, which I know you are, oh yeah, yeah, like this, this, this is stuff that everyone should be enjoying. And I don't, and honestly, I don't know why some some songs, okay, aren't on classic rock radio or just mainstream radio. Like if you if you turn on like a a, a John Carpenter song, the theme from Halloween. Or the theme from Jaws, John Williams. Anything from John Williams. Okay. The new Halloween Kills soundtrack. I, I was given that a listen to. That that music is phenomenal. Like, one of those songs come on the radio and all that. No one's changing the channel. Yeah, because this is music that we all know. That's, that's the problem, though. Like, people are going to change the channel because... Oh, it's it's a novelty thing, or oh, it's not Halloween now, and where do we play it? We can't play it on a rock station, man, because it's not rock and roll. But really, it is rock and roll because fucking horror and rock and roll is horror and rock and roll is dangerous. Oh, for sure. You know? But then, oh, let's play it on a classical station. Oh, don't play this on a classical station. It's just novelty. <laughs> and it's like, can we all just listen to good music and, and oh, knock I'm, off I'm, the bullshit? Like, you know what I was thinking? Like, total tangent here for a second. Like, the War of the Worlds thing. It's never happened again, or has it? You know who's gotten as close to, like, the War of the Worlds panic? Facebook. 
Okay. Like and, for, and all this. Well, just, just with everything. Like Facebook is oh, so okay. good at perpetuating whatever the news news quote unquote is that somebody wants to read and getting them all upset. Like it's not necessarily everybody panicking about the same thing, but you have one individual panicked about whatever they want to be panicked about because Facebook will keep feeding them that stuff. Oh yeah. You know. Same, oh, for same, sure. Same with sure. YouTube. You know, unless mm-hmm. you know they, they crack the code like you have. And then you just watch metal stuff, and then they just keep feeding you metal stuff, and then you're a well-adjusted, happy person because that's what happens. There you are. But like, it's just good music. Like I popped on, um, Apple Music had like a what they call it, like a classical Halloween station or playlist they put together. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm like, how many people would not listen to this any other time of the year? Because it's just good dark music. If you're in the mood for dark music, listen to it. So yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, but like radio doesn't know what the fuck to do with it, you know? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know. At one time, sound soundtracks from TV shows and movies were were pop hits. Yes. You know, and I, I don't good, know why that. You take them bad, you take them both, and there you have. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Another really cool thing is what I know up here to be the latest issue of Fistful of Metal with the Mighty Anthrax on the cover, celebrating 40 years of metal thrashing madness. Plus, there's a lot of other cool stuff. I'm 40th anniversary Anthrax shirt right now. Right on, right on. And I got the, and I got the Fistful of Metal right here in my hot little fist. You know, there's also um, K.K. Downing from Judas Priest, some Lizzie Borden, some Maiden, Wolves in the Throne Room, Lacuna Coil, Carcass, just all sorts of wicked stuff. Like, this this magazine has yet to disappoint. Like, it is just every other month, or it's, is it every other month, or, yeah, every other month now, it's, it's just packed full of just awesome stuff. And, of course, we've had... One of their scribes on the show as well, and uh, we'll have definitely have him on again. Let's kind of get into some tunes here. You'll recall, oh, I think it was in the summertime, I lucked out and I found a really cool uh, four-track split um, seven-incher it was a split with Acid Witch and Nunslaughter. It was called Spook. It was yeah. It was called Spooky, and the cover was a homage throwback to the old, the old magazines like Creepy Magazine and just st- stuff like that. There is a Spooky Volume Two out right now, courtesy of the good folks at Hell's Headbangers. I was giving. That is spin. This time, it's Acid Witch and Vault Wraith, which we've had. We've had has, we've had Slasher Dave from Acid Witch on, and we've had Vanessa from Vault Wraith on, and it's definitely some individuals that we want to get back on the show. And I just love this concept, and I hope there's a spooky volume three, four, five, six. Just keep going i love the uh, I, I love the homage cover and you know two bands for the price of one 
can't go wrong. So it's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, I think maybe we should play something from this EP. And well, what they do is each band has a song on each side instead of the traditional one band on one side, the other band on the other. So I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to play the, the whole first side of, <laughs> of this. So this is, this is Acid Witch with Jennifer.
Yes, a- acid wishes, acid witches slasher Dave. I love his his solo side project music where he's just put out a metric shit ton of awesome instrumental music, kind of like what Matt Harvey did with the Sons of Krypton record earlier this year, where he does the soundtrack for these imaginary movies and all that, and just makes it his own. I like Sl- Slasher Dave, he's been doing this for quite a while, and that's uh, the title track from one of his latest quote-unquote soundtracks. That is the main theme from the Jack-O-Lantern Murders. And before that, that was the aforementioned Vault Wraith with Prophecy of the Black Spider. Like I said, these these spooky EPs, really, really cool stuff. Fortunately, I just had the digital right now, but trust me, dude, as soon as as soon as I can as soon as I can, I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be grabbing the vinyl for that as well. Because with it also comes the the wicked vinyl itself. I don't know if it's going to be blood splattered or maybe some red marble or whatever, but you know, with what, with whatever hell's headbangers comes up, you know, it's going to be off the hook. We heard at the beginning of the, um, at the beginning of the episode, it was once again, unfortunately that time we lost some, key figures some of the more unsung heroes from be almost behind the scenes and from areas that joan jane average just might not give their full attention to um just a couple days ago i heard while i'm trying to enjoy my weekend and with all of the festivities it came across my desk that eric grief passed away now if you're not you know, if that name doesn't pop up to you right away, who Eric Grief was, he was he was mostly known. He he managed a number of death 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 metal bands, but he was mostly known for managing Death itself, Chuck Schulander's band. And then when Chuck passed away, uh, Mr. Grief ended up being the um, the the attorney for Schillinger's, uh estate under the name uh, Perseverance Foundation or something, some, some, something to that effect. They named it after, you know, the Perseverance rec- record. Yeah, yeah. And over the years, like, th- this is actually, Mr. Grief is a, a gentleman I did want on the show. And all that because he was doing something because here on radioactive metal we're always looking for that unique that unique subject someone else we love we we love band interviews obviously but some, someone always has that different story that unique story to tell and I no doubt you know Mr. Grief could have written a book. You know, just and I'm maybe he has. I'm not a hundred percent, but just I'm sure he's got eight hundred million awesome stories, and I'm sure he had a you know a metric shit shit ton of advice to give to young aspiring bands and people working behind the scenes, whether you be a promoter or even what we do. I'm sure you know this gentleman was just a fountain 
of knowledge and um it, it really is too bad he went out he went out young and like younger than he should have but he was uh fighting fighting diabetes for a while his health took a turn for the worst and when he he was on the list and frantically searching you know for the donation of i think it was a liver or whatever and it 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 just never happened and unfortunately we lost this this great man um which that that makes me think like organ donation and i can't i can't really say too much cuz i haven't filled out the card what do you fill your the back of your driver's license you check yeah, this box when you, when you renew your driver's license you can become an organ donor okay okay then i'm sure mrs snowy is is um is a donor i'm i don't drive i don't have a license so i have to find you have any kind of state another, id um well i have yeah i have id i have photo id but because typically the, the same the photo well here in the states photo your photo id and your driver's license are handled in much the same way so even if you don't have a driver's license you do the same process for your photo id Oh, okay. Well, I don't think that we did that. I think here in Canada, we have to, if you don't have your, if you, if it's not stated on your driver's license, then you have to, another process to go through. This really makes me think this is something that I should get on because you know what, honestly, it's something that should be automatic. I mean, if, if you die, like, take it all what whatever is needed whatever can be spared from the body just just grab it and go okay this guy has passed away well his heart's you know his heart's in good condition his lungs in good his kidneys that was it he was he was looking for a kidney replacement you know um you should you should just harvest whatever is needed whatever is healthy well, that's how you know I feel but you have many different viewpoints on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I, and I, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I, I really don't believe in any sort of mandate for that. It needs to be the person's choice. There are religions that feel that the body should stay together and sacred, right? Um, and then you've got religions that don't care. <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. there's people that, you know, practice their religion, they're just like, fuck it, I'm giving my organs to somebody else anyway, because the whole point of your religion is to be a good human, and if I'm being a good human, I'm looking out for the people that are still here to fight this fight. So, yeah, it's a fucked up thing, man, but I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, under, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do this but like like i said i can't get too critical because i haven't done it yet myself so when i do it i'm gonna you damn right i'm gonna come on air and say hey people what the fuck then maybe we wouldn't be losing people before their time we also won lost one malcolm dome who malcolm dome was he was a british music journalist Okay, and he actually wrote for a number of really cool magazines all the way. Like I like I said on this show many times before, like, dude, our our teens, our childhood is dying. 
you know, literally. And <laughs> and it's it's for it's with it's because of it's it's people like Mr. Dome here. I'm trying to pull up what I had saved here. Um, Loudersound.com broke the news for me personally. Um, Mr. Malcolm Dome had died, age 66. He had a longtime contributor to Classic Rock, Prague Magazine, Metal Hammer, and Louder. His first book, okay, Encyclopedia Metallica, published in 1981, may have been the inspiration for the name of a certain band formed that same year. So, yeah, yeah, as well, he's, Mr. Dome is credited for for coining the phrase thrash metal while writing a review of um, The Fistful of Metal um, and mentioning the song Metal Thrashing Mad, Anthrax's first record, released in 1984. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I personally remember Mr. Dome most, first of all, with... Uh, his writing with Krang magazine when I first went metal full time. And then later on the, I believe he was the last, the last editor from the dying years of metal forces, my all time, at least one of my all time favorite magazines. And that was, that was, those were my favorite magazines. Even back then the British imports. Okay. Because here, here we had, of course, we had fanzines, which which were always a good time, but for the most part, we had like Hit Parader and Circus, and those kind of covered, you know, the mainstream. But we had to go to the record shops, the specialty record shops, and get Crank and Metal Hammer, and even better, Metal Forces, because that had the good stuff in it. That had the underground stuff in it and mr dome like his name was all over those awesome publications when i finally make it to winnipeg like my here's my goal i i want to go to your childhood home and i want to retrace your steps to get to all these places you got this stuff because i just want to visualize where these (laughs) things were and how close it was because where i grew up I couldn't get any of that shit. I'm like, how did you have access to Kerrang? Like, I didn't hear about Kerrang until I read about it in a different magazine. And I think somebody finally saw it when they got down to Pittsburgh, which at the time was probably like a good hour trip because we didn't have the highway put in yet. Maybe even longer than that, depending on, on what was going on. Like, like we didn't go anywhere. Like, I was so in the middle of nowhere. Like, I, I, I just want to remind you, Everything that you see in the original Black and White and Other Living Dead, it hasn't changed that much. <laughs> like like in the 80s when I was a kid, it was pretty much the same, you know? So like, mm-hmm. man, I, I, I just, I didn't have the access to this stuff. I'm so jealous when you talk about all these things you knew as a kid. I'm like, fuck, I didn't know any of that stuff. Well, I kind of lucked out. Before we arrived in Winnipeg in uh, 1985, I first just went metal full-time in 84, and we were in Victoria, 
and we had a really cool shop called Lyle's Place. Dude named Lyle had a record shop. Weird. And he brought in all the cool Banzai stuff that we've talked about. And he brought in all the cool magazines. And when we moved to Winnipeg, there was a, there was a number of really cool shops that had, you know, these magazines and metal and punk fanzines as well. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was actually... Uh, I was very grateful that we ended up here because my dad was in the military and we bounced around a lot. And I was glad by the time I hit my my teens proper, OK, to really start enjoying them. I'm glad I was in a city like Winnipeg as opposed to some force base, you know, out in the middle of nowhere with nothing to do and no scene. And all that. I don't know. Like that's that's the thing that keeps me, you know, because I hear lots lots of people go, oh, I would drop the city and I would move out into the country in a heartbeat and all that. And I'm like, no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I need my scene. I need my record shops within, you know, arm's length. I need to be able to get to, you know, my venues, no problem and all that. So, yeah, I couldn't do that. I don't know. Maybe one day we might get like a, a cabin and spend maybe half the year out there once once we've retired. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is um, a band like Hallow's Eve, their debut record, Tales of Terror, 1985 when i play a record like that that takes me back to all of that amazing time that mr dome was covering in his various publications so in honor of mr malcolm dome and mr eric grief this is hallow's eve with plunging to megadeth I'm good. 
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And dudesses! Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Night of the Demons. Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. Stop looking at me!
That was Carpenter. Carpenter with a K. And now you might be thinking, are they a Carpenter's tribute band? I think they well, are a corn band that builds <laughs> instruments while they are carpenting. That's what I think they're doing. Uh, well, no, no. Although I like that. I like that. I'm sure if, that ba- if the band is listening to this, they'll kind of get a kick out of that. No, that is Meddler's Carpenter with a K. And, of course, they've already come out and they've stated, like, their moniker is a tribute to the immortal John Carpenter. Just from what you heard, the Swamp Thing from their latest record, Sleepless. When that came across my desk earlier this year, I kind of, I wanted to kind of play it. But then I thought, you know what, maybe I'll kind of wait for a more Halloween-y type episode. And now is um probably the best time and before that you mr werewolf man okay i specifically had i had you in mind when i chose the band lichen throw their yeah their latest that was the title track to their latest album mark of the wolf yeah yeah i know (laughs) i know so about November 1st is. Okay. The biggest bummer is that my 31 days of people not looking at me like a weirdo are over. <laughs> and now it's like back to feeling like the wacko. Hey, embrace yeah. the wacko. Yeah. Yeah. But still, no. it's a nice 31 days. It is. It, it is. No, for no. a minute. Embrace the wacko, which a whole bunch of people here in Winnipeg embraced the wacko this weekend because it was the Winnipeg Comic Con was back just in time because I think with all the COVIDness going on and all that, people were just, you know, were itching, itching for something like this again. And what the Winnipeg Comic Con is, it's just it's just like, you know, the big one in San Diego. They have the guests, the Autograph Alley guests coming in. And there's just a number of of booths and all that. Now, this generally like we use the word Comic Con like kind of as a blanket, you know, a blanket name for whatever big convention that's going on of that ilk for many years the c4 convention was this huge thing in the convention center here in winnipeg i bet it was a blast (laughs) it started small oh oh, okay (laughs) yes okay that's sorry i got dad jokes man come on yeah yeah it started small and it blew up Right. I get it now. Yes, that that took me a couple minutes. Did I need a, I need another one? shot. <laughs> I need another shot at True Cavalts here. Hey, and for I'm sure, for sure. This stuff's kind of strong. <laughs> Shit's starting to blur up on me. It's a good time. Right on, right on. Well, uh, this the C four just didn't survive the the COVIDness, so the Winnipeg Comic Con kind of took over the mantle. Now, I was thinking, I'm thinking that they were thinking this was going to be kind of a a lower scale 
type convention, not quite as big as the C4 and all that. I think that's where they underestimated just the need and the desire to go to something like this because I don't think they used as much space of the huge convention center that they could have. And it started to get cramped and it started to get hot. They never had the seat, the, the air conditioning on. When you get a metric shit ton of people in a relatively smaller space, okay, and everyone's got masks on, it's, uh, whew, it was starting to get a little warm. And of course, the night before, I was up pissing it up all night at the Halloween bash at Bulldogs and all that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of fighting that as well. Everything, I have to admit, everything was getting a little overwhelming at first. It's like, oh my God, what's going on? There's so many people here and there's so much to do. And I'm not feeling 110% because, like I said, I was a dumbass the night before but once you start moving and start seeing everything and it just all of that kind of seems to go away and then you just embrace the moment which is exactly what we did it was was myself mrs snowy and our daughter little snowy who all dressed up she's got this awesome ahsoka tano costume from star wars it absolutely looks absolutely fantastic and the thing about these these conventions when you're talking when we're talking about you know in in embrace that a lot of people do you know embrace the geek embrace that because these people get all dolled up in their costumes and they just absolutely look awesome people are asking for pictures and all that you know everyone's a rock star for a day you know, they do that. And, you know, Little Snowy, she had a number of, you know, obviously big Star Wars fans all wanting pictures of her in her costume and all that. So, yeah, yeah, that's always a lot of fun. All all weekend, like the, the night before, you know, at, at the bash, I didn't have a costume on. And a lot, a lot of people there did, and people were like, Snowy, Snowy, where's your costume? What's going on here? Well, we decided I wasn't going to do the, the, the costume thing this year because earlier in the summertime, my lovely wife had ordered us matching Star Wars shirts for specifically for the first con back. Okay, now, what makes these shirts matching... As you know, the famous line in Empire Strikes Back, you know, I love you, I know. Yes. Okay, well, we have these two shirts, one with Princess Leia kind of in a, a, a cartoon design saying, I love you, and a Han Solo shirt saying, I know. That so we, yeah, yeah, I, I wore the Princess Leia shirt, she wore the Han Solo shirt, just, just, just funnier. to be that is <laughs> that is and we had a number of people at the con seeing our shirts knowing okay this is obviously a couple and all that seeing our shirts oh my god i love your shirts i love you know that you guys are doing this it's <laughs> what a great idea oh that works so well oh and just over the years i've just had people you know, in my work world and friends of friends and family saying, you know, I love 
I love the fact that you guys do stuff like this as a family. You know, and I and I feel there's probably more often than not, there's, you know, every family have, maybe has that ratchety old man dad that can't be bothered with something like that. So the mom just, okay, fine, you old grump, you go and I'll take the kids and all that. And I never wanted to be that guy, you know. And uh, to this day, you know, we're still we're still doing stuff like that. Our our booty that we had collected at um at the cons. I was actually looking for some specific titles, but dude, there was only like three three actual comic booths. There's a whole metric shit ton of other booths, but only oh. three. Yeah, dude. And. None of them had Comic what I was pop, pop culture cons now. Basically, yeah. Which I'm yeah. cool with. But I was hoping that at least one one would have what I was looking for. But what I did snag, okay, and I got it in my hot little fist was the the D the DC official comic adaptation of the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. With Mike, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson and all that. I didn't even know this existed. Me either. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw that, it's like, okay, that's mine. And then as, you know, kind of we made our way out. One of the things that we do, like, like I'm when I'm there, I'm looking for magazines, Gorezone, Fangoria, maybe Starlog, maybe the more risque ones like Scream Queen Illustrated or Draculina. Heavy metal, just some of those cool magazines and some graphic novels. Those are kind of what I'm looking for, as well as T-shirts and posters. Well, we didn't find much in the way of T-shirts, but I did find some cool posters, including, you know, a smaller print of a Wonder Woman poster and one of Elvira. But what I really dug, and I really got excited, and I know I can't wait till you see the picture of this, because I got excited when I saw a full-size poster of the 1954 Gojira Godzilla movie, a, uh, a, re, a reprint, an adaptation of that oh, full-size full poster. I keep looking for stuff like that, because I'm going to kind of collect that stuff and then have it for Nicholas. To kind of pass mm -hmm. down because you know in just a couple days it's Godzilla Day. November third is when Godzilla was released in nineteen fifty four. Really? See, I didn't know that, and I probably should have. My son wow. is very good with his dates, like <laughs> to the point good. where I cannot screw anything up because he'll be like, "Dad, no, it's this." <laughs> and like he's really, really good with that stuff. So yeah. He's like, yeah, November third. It's Godzilla Day. I'm like, all right. Well, right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to do. We're gonna have to do something up here to commemorate that day. Thank you. I think Thanks. you should either go smash the neighbor's car and/or living room, <laughs> um, or you could get into a rubber suit, a Godzilla suit. You could have Mrs. Snowy. Um, get into like a cityscape kind of bodysuit and then you take her like Godzilla took Tokyo. 
There we go. No, there too we go. much. Okay. Too much. <laughs> no, no, no. That actually kind of, kind of reminded me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a smart ass. No, you. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever, whenever we're, you know, Mrs. Snowy and I were watching a movie or TV show or whatever, and the obligatory sex scene is coming up. Okay. You make her act <laughs> Just, to, just, just to, just to kind of bugger. I'll go, oh, yeah, he's going to give her to kaiju right away. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and she's like, oh, my God, must you talk like that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got the kaiju for you right here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this monster yeah. in your pants and just a little dance. There we go. There we go. Uh, how about we get to some monstrous music here? It would not be the Halloween season without oh one of the godfathers of gore grind or grindcore, just a number of things. The mighty Ampatigo from their debut record, Ultimo Mondo Cannibal. One of those lifetime records. I couldn't imagine life without that amazing record. This is the bloody pit of horror. I can't. I can't stand it any longer. We will see about it. Plan. Who is it? I told you all I know. Who is your contact? What are they trying to find out? No more, please. No more, please. No more. Yes, you feel pain now. Listen well, bitch. Into the pain you will feel if you fail to tell me the truth. With each slow turn, with each slow turn of the screws, you will begin to feel the pain greater and greater until every nerve of your body begins to scream out with the agony. And your breasts collapse and fall from your body. Is that what you wish? I was the same. She is conveniently dead. If the press does not persuade her, we have 10,000 friends who will. A 
What can she dance? She has no feet. Call me when she begins to talk. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. But lately, they're getting out of hands. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Herbert, you're insane! Now what happened? I had to kill him! He's dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life, and not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. It will scare you to pieces.
Another band that I had in mind when uh, choosing this fistful of metal for tonight's show was The Creep Show. I know one of your band that you really dig, kind of that Halloween-y, psycho-billy type stuff. That was... Oh yeah, yeah, and the Creep Show are so good, and we've we've had them on the show, and I've caught them live a couple times, yeah, and yeah, it's just it's the ultimate Halloween band that was Creatures of the Night, and before that, speaking of really cool Canadian bands, that is the legendary Forgotten Rebels from their untitled Surfing on heroin compilation album that was i got an axe that's just this sick twisted humor all the all throughout the forgotten rebels career mickey desatis the vocalist has just had i don't know man he's just had some sick twisted humor that just you have to be a you have to be a punk or just one like him just 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 to just to get into it, to grasp it. And the Forgotten Rebels has just entertained me ever since I was a teenager. And it's, the sadist is just someone that we need on the show. And for some reason, we just haven't yet. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe 2022 will be the year that we do that. Well, my friend, did you have a good time tonight with our, Halloween post-game show? I'm always having a good time. I have to share this before I forget. Because I started okay. scrolling through Facebook because um, I was looking for something. And then, one, I saw your post about... I remember when streams were a Ghostbusters thing. And fuck, <laughs> is that funny, dude. That's right. Well, I was watching the Ghostbusters, <laughs> as I said. And they're talking about, don't cross the stream. Don't cross the stream. Stream, stream, stream. And now it's streaming movies here, streaming movies there. And it's like, I remember, like, last night I'm watching this, and it's like, yeah, I remember when streaming was just something you did or didn't do on the the Ghostbusters. And then I need to share. So my local record store here, Monster Music, I Mm -hmm. love, 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 love the store. It's great. And yesterday they had, well, it was yesterday or Saturday, somewhere this weekend, they had a costume contest. And so everybody comes down, like any excuse for a party at that store, for real, dude. They just right want to let get people together and have fun. So this one guy, his costume was Freddy, right? And he's got the Freddy, Freddy sweater, the Freddy glove. But it was Freddie right. Mercury, so he's got the mustache and the shoes. <laughs> I I just can't stop laughing. Like every time I look at this, I posted one of my friends who like I tell one of my friends and she's who's a huge Queen fan. And I just get a groan from her. I'm like, come on, like oh that's like, funny. That's get awesome. the ice off your heart. Like this is amazing, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> It's great. Oh. Wow. It's great. Yeah. I have something else I'll tell you off air that a buddy of mine said tonight. Well, everybody's so fucking sensitive now. I'm sure if I talk about this, somebody's going to be pissed off. So it's better if I just tell you later and I'll send you the picture. But it, oh, okay. I was I was in tears. Like, I, it's one of those things where I just can't stop laughing. Because, you know, I'm a twisted okay. motherfucker. 
That's what we fair do. enough, fair but enough. Anyway, well, let's, yeah, let's, let's how take can, this crazy train into the station. Into the station, yeah. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, if they happen to be in the Winnipeg or South Carolina area, they could just be like, hey, you guys, I got an <laughs> idea. Right. And we'll be you like, with the good looking all over your faces. That's exactly, right. Exactly, right? That's us. Um, otherwise, um, go to facebook.com slash redmetal. There's some good stuff there. You could go to at RadMetal666 on Instagram. We've got good pictures out there. Drop us a line, RadMetal666 at gmail.com. You want to hear all the episodes, everything? You want to go back in time? Got to get back in time because shortly um, the Fish Under the Sea dance will be celebrating the anniversary. So you should get oh, back Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, radioactivemetal.org for all the episodes and more. Not really more, just all the episodes. <laughs> um, shinywizardsnetwork.com. We're proud members of the Shiny Wizards, Wizards Network. So I mentioned them earlier because A Rastle Night in Canada is also hosted there. I'm sorry I'm slurring my words, but I finished this whole can of beer. And apparently it is... <laughs> I'm looking for the alcohol it's, by volume. I was going to say, what is it, 90 proof? Holy jeez. Uh, well, I'm like, it. so it's a, it's 586 milliliters, like a pint and 3.2 fluid ounces. I cannot find the AB. Oh, it's nine and a half. It's, what? Oh, God, am I lightweight? It's not even as bad as Dragon's Milk. It's only nine and a half percent alcohol by volume. Dragon's Milk oh, is like geez. 11. I, I normally don't start slurring until I've been drinking Dragon's Milk. But anyway, Shining Wizards Network, fantastic people. They put up with our shit, and they've also put us on Spotify with the rest of their podcast. So if you go to Spotify, you search for the Shining Wizards Network, you will find us there because it's a party. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all the places now. It just feels weird not talking about Pure Rock Radio. So oh, I know. I that's know. Why, that's why I struggle. But I think yeah. that's everything. I think we got it all. Yeah, yeah. Basically, wherever you find a podcast, we are there. And it just seems like, you know, lately I just I've stumbled on the show and it's like, what the hell? We're on this this one, too. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, thank you so much for this awesome. That's what this episode is, a special Halloween post game show. I'm so no no no. Uh, no let's no. go out. Let's go out with a track because I discovered this really cool band this week. Um, Necro Ripper. Yes, that is what they are called. I keep saying, okay, I'm gonna give up on these generic names and all that, and it's just like, ah, like really, all you took was Necro and Ripper, and you put it together and all that, and it just. But I gave their new album Necro Metal, Necro Metal, a spin, and I was pretty impressed. So we're going to uh, probably go with the most appropriate track, "Funeral" from the mighty Necro. Ripper. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Halloween post game show. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.
Territoire.